What's happening, weirdos? It's Patton Oswalt returns for the third time to You Made It Weird, and this time he brought the delightful and talented and funny Meredith Salinger. They are now hosting their own podcast, which is called Did You Get My Text?, which is hilarious and fun and funny, as is this conversation. I'm so glad you guys are here to check it out, and definitely check out uh, Did You Get My Text? as well. This episode, we only have one Pete's pick, which I'm excited about because it's a great one. It's our friends at Ned & Co. If you guys like this show and you want to show your support of, as I like to say, this always free podcast, uh, buy some Ned & Co. That would definitely help us out, and it helps me out. I am a huge believer, a huge lover of CBD, and Ned & Co. makes a, some of the best quality, great, absolute tasting, clean perfectly grown CBD in the world. They have third-party lab reports on who farms their hemp. They are very close watchers of their cold extraction process, even where it's farmed. They don't get it at some farm that's growing 500 acres of GMO cotton and a little patch of hemp. They have hemp-specific farmers who are all about the plant, who play music to the plant, who have worm beds and feeding the soil, all the things that soil is usually lacking to get an incredibly beneficial plant ally, which is what hemp is. For those of you that don't know what CBD is, it's not like marijuana. It doesn't get you stoned. I like to say it's my happy juice. It's very subtle. It's almost sub-perceptual. just puts like a happy, easy smile just behind your face. I know that doesn't really make sense, but that's how I feel. When I take it, I can just feel myself be a little bit quicker to laugh, quicker to focus, quicker to ease into and yield into whatever project I'm sitting down to do. So it's not like weed in that it doesn't take you out of the game. You can work on it. You can focus on it. You can read on it. You can carry a conversation on it. I'm not good with weed. I love CBD. I take it often in the morning uh, when I'm sitting down to work because, like I said, it just helps me surrender into the process. I have less anxiety of what I could be doing, and I just focus and lock in on what I am doing. And I take it at night when I'm trying to wind down and relax. And believe it or not, it helps both of those. It helps me lock into work and it helps me unwind at the end of the day. And that's why I call it my miracle plant ally. And Ned and company make such a clean CBD. They don't even flavor it. It's just mixed with a little bit of MCT oil and you can taste how clean the product is when you drop it into your mouth. It is super, super clean. And like I said, it either makes you feel chilled or it helps you merge into your work. I find it to be mood elevating, stress reducing, uh, as, and like I said, it doesn't get you high. It's just a wonderful plant ally. I also love their magnesium super, super blend called Mellow, but what I'm really focusing on here is their CBD. So if you want to try that, I highly recommend it, and it would show your support of this uh, show, and we really appreciate that. So go to helloned.com slash weird, or enter WEIRD at checkout for 15% off your first one-time purchase and 20% off your first subscription order. That's helloned.com slash WEIRD or enter WEIRD at checkout for 15% off your first one-time purchase and 20% off your first subscription order. Trust me, you're going to want to subscribe. I do. I love it. I swear by it. And I hope you like it as much as I do. And show your support of this show. That's it, guys. I really hope you enjoy Meredith and Patton. I sure did. Uh, and be sure to check out Did You Get My Text? 
also available wherever you found this podcast. Get into it. It's nice to hear you it. You let me know what I should be doing. It's nice. Uh, I only wear it because it's not like to check quality. It's like to pretend you're on the radio. It's great. <laughs> like, remember the sweaty balls on. or Frasier? Wait, I Remember love- on Frasier that the audio quality is really good in the studio? It's because it's through a good mic with headphones. Um, yeah, sometimes it's nice to hear your voice and you're like, oh, I sound so... Yeah, see, you'd be enjoying that right now. See, okay, I like you. There you're a yes-hander. You're a yes-and. How many episodes have you done from your elliptical? Baby, oh Come my on. God! I have, have I been? On, do you want this elliptical? Nope. No. Yeah, we that's a wise. We have answer. one, and it's a great place to dry uh, shirts. That's not true. You use it. I do use it. You do? Well, I, I bought it for I, me, but I try to get out as much as I can if I'm walking. But then there's days when I do use the elliptical. You bought your wife an elliptical? No, I. She no, 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 no. I bought it. Wasn't a Peloton <laughs> thing. It's not like it's like. Here you go, honey. Recording now? No. Oh yeah. Get this. Get on this Peloton now. No, I bought it when we first moved into the house. And I, because I had been on, we had just gotten married, and I was on, like, we were like both trying to be good. Mm-hmm. I met him at like my fattest, which clearly means he loves me for me. She likes me for me. Yeah, it's not loves me for me. It's likes. Likes. Me. It's the song. But also, we had that the wedding was coming up, and she is like, I am gonna be amazing. No, I was just like, you asked me to marry you, and we were getting two months married two months later, <laughs> and I was like, God, motherfucker, what are we allowed to curse on your thing? What podcast can't you curse on? <laughs> the one, one that we, we just, just did. <laughs> we just more. we just did Jesse Thorne's podcast, which I guess And I said the play- F word and then he and I was Is like, Oh and he went Vulture or something? No, it's um Bullseye and I guess it plays on NPR. Ah. And so he doesn't want cursing. Well, you can bleep it. We'll bleep it. Just for you. We'll bleep it for you. <laughs> what if we? What if you and I curse up a storm, but we only bleep her? Because <laughs> we we're like, like men ladies. in the 1800s. Like, oh, ladies she shouldn't can't. be cursing. No women's cursing. Oh, my God. Yeah. This hey, is what's the your most take on the Salem Witch Trials? Do you think it was real at all? You like uh, this couch? You're a big co- You're a big appreciator. I am. I, I That's am. what you are. I we, when we were driving here, she rolled her window down to tell a woman she loved her hair. Well, before I As run, we're appreci- I already know. I thought our joke is you were walking in with stop coveting. I know, and that was completely a joke, obviously. But you did keep admiring I'm an appre- things. I appreciate yeah. things, and now I see that you're an admirer. Yes, and I admirer. also have. A, Sorry, people. I like making people happy, honey. That's gonna fall. Mm. Put that in front of you. All right. No, not on the couch. Well, I'll just hold it. This is an interesting glimpse. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This is a nice little little peep show I'm getting right now. You're like, you're lovely. You appreciate things. God damn it, honey. Put your goddamn I actually thought you were putting on airs. Like, we have a new podcast. We talk. We're fun. And you're like, I'm going to be rough with yeah. that and to oh. give a taste. And you're like, nope. No, that's not a bit. Nope, that's real. Not a bit. It's all we're only real staying real. married for the podcast at this but, point. Well, please. can I say, I'm so stoked that you're doing it. Val and I have done 40-some, the Friday edition. But you're not Since married. I am married. To her. No, 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 I was just pointing to check the oh. number. Oh, sorry. You're astute and you're appreciative. Wow. You're sharp. I like you a lot. You're sharp. I'm sharp. You're very sharp. I like sharp people. Sharp, often abrasive, a little aggressive, but very kind and nice. Well, that and depends on my mood. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning sometimes, I, are you this way? If I just get off stage and I'm feeling filled, I'll yeah. love an aggressive. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll spar, I'll fight. And then Tuesday at noon, I'm like, you're a lot. Leave me alone. Like, yeah. I can't. I- it depends. With me, it is it is directly correlated to how much sleep I have had. If I have had not enough sleep, I am so vulnerable and fragile. But if I'm slept and, and I'm had some food and some, and some caffeine, this then I'm it. okay. This is everything. And it is so, I, it, it's like, there's no id 
I'm all id. You can just see, oh, he's not up to full power. Look at him. <laughs> he's got to have his cup of tea and his bowl of yogurt. You don't seem like id. I, the, what I'm the werewolf is, man? <laughs> no, not it. No, I mean like I don't have a lot of subtle facial displays. It's like you can, and she said like, "Oh, you're you're not happy. You can tell. Like when I'm yeah, not, happy with I can't fake it. It just radiates off me. It. Like, yes. oh, he's not happy with this. I did when you got with him, especially when you started living together. My wife Avell, who does the Friday edition, that was the end of that compliment. We oh. do a Friday edition of the show, and we love it. Oh. It's how we get to spend quality oh. time together oh. because there is something about recording it that elevates it. Yes. It's like one hang is like thirty hangs if you record it. A hundred percent. It's like going to a date that's a wedding. My friend Bob Castron <laughs> was like, if you take a girl to a wedding, it's like five dates. Yeah. Wow. It's like packed in. Exactly. Yeah. You have a lot of emotion <laughs> in that date. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's a loaded. It's a loaded one. But to to put it to you, uh, sorry, I, I, I'm I'm pointing on a podcast. It's really stupid. If you could comment that when I got with Val, she noticed that I almost only am trying to control my mood <laughs> <laughs> on is on the Friday edition <laughs> that, that you're trying to control. No, no, no. I want Meredith to say, "Is that your experience with Patton?" Because my one of the things. Oh, go ahead. My, well, my experience is I try to control his mood. <laughs> Yes, oh, I'm very so controlling. Two, do you try to control your mood? No, I don't think you do. No, no, I don't. That's interesting. Can it's I often can I, to my detriment? That's why I have to control. It. I feel like it's our job to be in a certain mood eight o'clock on Thursday, right? So that began a lifelong passion of going. Okay, I had a good show, and I had a can of Coke twenty minutes before the show, so I'll have a can of Coke, and it becomes this like. I'm not OCD, and let's not say everything that is mm-hmm. this way is OC, but it's definitely compulsive. Uh, and then that just started bleeding into my life. I was like, I, if I get this much sleep, if, when I, I have this food, mm-hmm. if I exercise, if I watch a funny movie, if I'm this, that didn't bleed into your regular life, P-Tone? Well, with P-town. me, can I just say P-town, I love what it. you just described? Like, I got to be in a certain mood at 8 p.m. on Thursday. So mood-wise, it was the equivalent of having a job where I have to wear tuxedo and tails for the job and then when i'm off the job i want to be in boxers and bare feet and a, like a stained that. t-shirt yeah. so mood wise if i'm not on stage and not to be controlled i really want to i need to be able to let it out that's great i love that but but you what have you noticed yes well please, only you just me always that's the way it is in our <laughs> no, house I'm giving um, myself a note um <laughs> just you go no me well what i've noticed well, we did a podcast the other day, and and we were very much bickering. We were very much at each other's throats. Yes, it was a really it was we were not liking each other. Really, what was the flavor of the bicker? I don't remember. I'll be Tom Papa. I don't even remember what it was about. <laughs> yeah, all I can say is he su- he often is like a little bit of a petulant child, and mm. so I'm like, sorry, baby. Is that no? Mean? When I'm not in a mood, that's exactly how I am. Yeah, and so we were about to go do the podcast. We were like about to sit down. And I was like, babe, this, babe, that. Oh, I know what the problem was. <laughs> I'll tell you in one second. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we, we sat. He was like, I'm not going to do this. And I was like, get it together. We're about to perform. We have one hour. Suck it up. And so we sat down. And as soon as we started rolling, I started laughing. Hysterical. I was like, I just want everybody to know <laughs> we literally just got in a huge fight. We're still fighting, but we're going to do this podcast because we're professional. Yeah. I mean, we rolled out of... The this really ugly fight into hey thanks for tuning in to <laughs> say me it, but, but at the 
at the beginning, we acknowledged the truth of the situation. We did. Which we is, and, and then had fun with it. And then we were That's in a good the best. mood. And you then take whatever <laughs> you're doing. That's what a stand-up does, too. Whatever you're feeling. Yeah. Right. Use it. However, use it. yeah. And, and, then, and then as soon as it... does, too. You know, Meredith. Use it, right? Yeah. As soon as it was over, we went right back into the fight. Right back into fighting. What was the fight? The fight was this. I don't understand why fighting. I'm not a fighter. Why fight? Well, this is because this. Because this. You'll see. Hit it. We have this little board. Can you close the door, Katie? Hearing my dog bark makes me want to fight with my dog. Does that count? Your dog is very cute. He's very cute, but he's very loud. <clears throat> I didn't know I was not a dog person until after I got a dog. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So. <laughs> what a tragedy. So Pat and I are doing this podcast, and we have to record it with equipment, as you know. And there was like this board. <laughs> there's like a board that you plug your mics yeah, into yeah. and your headphones in. And you got the whole thing and you have to record. And there's like a – it was all new equipment. And Patton was having some trouble with the equipment. And we didn't have someone with us helping us. And so I was like, let's call the guy to have him help us. And so I FaceTimed the guy. And Patton is like – takes the phone and is holding the phone FaceTime to his face and like, I don't know where the this is. And I'm like, babe, turn the camera around. Show him the computer. I've got this. I've got this. And he wouldn't, I'm like, I'm telling you, it'll be much better if, let me hold it. I'll film you in your hands and the computer so the guy can go, hey, Patton, click the upper right. Patton, click the down left. But he was like his nose. It's like well, he's in show business. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it, it was not. Shot. It wasn't helpful. And I was like, I'm trying to help. I've got it. I've got it. That's what the fight was about. I understand. Um, everything she just said is bullshit. That <laughs> no, was not. It was. It, it this is what it, made Tom Papa's job so. Hard. It did <laughs> have. It did have the energy of like morning news anchors as going in five four. You stupid idiot! You're lucky to have this goddamn. Job. Hey, Sarasota. Good morning. Yeah, it's, right. it's like we literally switched into that. But yeah, she's right. We then went. And by the way. We just had the ugliest fight. But how fight. do you fight about that? Why don't... <coughs> because he's petulant and he's like, I've so got she's, this. Okay, but then that's over. Well, then afterward, I was like, "Do you, can I just... I After the thing, I was like, can you just please... Do, what just happened? I thought my phone made a noise. Yeah, I, I heard Siri oh. say something. Oh, maybe I said some. Maybe I said something that sounded like "Hey Siri." Yeah. Oh, y'all got your "Hey Siri" on? What kind of lives are we? I doing? don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how to turn it off. It, yeah. I, I've never asked Siri anything. The only th- say stuff hey, I've ever Siri. hang on. Wait a minute. Say it in your, it did you ever set it up? Did you ever say "Hey Siri"? I, hey Siri. You would have had to set it up. No, it's on. Oh God, it's it is on. on. That means your phone is always. Hey listening. Siri, why are you on? Oh, okay. no. No, Siri, Siri. Never mind. See, this must be unfair, Patton, because people Who assume because on? you're How into nerd culture. Here you go. Let me it's just do this for you. stand up comedian. <laughs> Sometimes you can ask. There you go. You don't want me to fix it? I'm just going to leave this I was, off. I was two pushes Turn the away. volume down. I was two pushes away. We'll do it after this. <laughs> now I see how petulant you are. Oh, my God. Okay, well, that, that is my question. After the thing, which I understand is upsetting. I was trying when to... When you say that was not helpful. Well, yeah. What do you say that keeps the fight going? Because I feel like you just go, I know, I was just embarrassed. No, or, he goes, well... I, know I was... I don't know. He just I keeps frustrated. it going. I, How do you keep I, it going? I dug in and I doubled down. What do you And say? then later... What do you say? No, I wanted him to see my face. Just something about, you know, you're... Well, you, 
I what was I saying? I don't fucking. It know. was some petrol thing, and then and and it ended up with me like two hours later having to go. Okay, I'm sorry for the first thing, and then I'm all sorry for the second. Like I apologize for two things. The problem with the two of us <laughs> is every time I ever say anything, and this is just a fact, I'm always right. <laughs> don't do that it's true and I'm always right and I always come up with these fabulous ideas and I say something and then like three months later he's like you know what we should do that you idea said, that you, you said, said three months two ago. things God I feel sakes. like because we're on a couch we're going to be therapy uh-huh. style you said two things that sound exhausting one to believe that you always have to be right I don't always have to be right I just happen to be and then now you have to live up okay. to that well but I you know I've been wrong a few times I thought Chevy Chase had blue eyes he has brown eyes did you know that Interesting example of, one of the a times humiliating way to be wrong. Uh, that, uh, that was one of the times I was wrong. <laughs> the other one. She uh, didn't know that Leonard, the members of Leonard Skinner died in a plane crash. I did not know that. She I learned didn't... that in real time on the podcast a few weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I like Leonard Skinner. I don't. I couldn't name a Wait, Sweet Home Alabama, which Pete that Holmes was Alabama. What, that was what the discussion was about because there's a thing at the end of Sweet Home. We've talked about this. <gasps> oh, yeah. I love the this The end of Sweet Home Alabama. And I, I'm so, this makes me so angry. Because near the end, um, Ronnie Van Zant clearly says in the background, he goes, my fucking donuts, goddamn. Because the legend is he always had a box of Krispy Kreme donuts in the studio. And uh, while he was doing that thing, they held up the empty box like, wait, your donuts, dude. Like, Haha. And then he says, my fucking donuts, goddamn. And then people <laughs> on Wikipedia and other sources have said, they say it's something saying, else. Montgomery's got the answer. It's which not so true. clearly it, does. It literally. Says, my Fucking donuts. Exactly. Goddamn. And they word even for word, drop you can the hear it. audio you can... for fucking. Because he's saying, my fucking donuts. Goddamn. They do edit out the fucking? Well, they just drop they the drop audio them. for a second. But because they what... were like, he's saying well, fucking. It's, it's the early 70s and they yeah. wanted radio air. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. They wanted to be played on the radio because it's, yeah. it's a great song. Yeah. And, um, and yet, you can make a dead man come still comes through the yeah. uh, speakers yeah. at my dentist. But um, <laughs> you My dad must be your dentist. He plays, he loves the Rolling Stones. You can hear him say, my fucking donuts, goddamn, just the fucking's dropped out. So that seems like confirmation that I the FCC so. is saying. It just bothers saying, me like, that people are like, no, he says Montgomery's got the answer. No, he's not. I understand. He's, so anyway. The other thing that sounds exhausting is when I said you're an appreciator, you said I like to make people happy. So thinking you can control how other people feel must be exhausting. No, I don't think I control. I don't think I can control how they feel. I just like to spread kindness through the day. So for example, if you're walking down the street and you see someone pushing a baby in a little cart or they have a dog you're like oh my god cute dog like if i have a thought i'm gonna tell the other person right. even if it's a stranger i understand yeah mm-hmm. it still seems it. predicated on the belief that you're making their day better <laughs> which i'm guilty yeah. of too i'm a big know. people pleaser i'm a people pleaser too. Sir, those but eardrop I'm, tattoos I'm are so cute <laughs> <laughs> they're cute where did you get those so where are you on the salem witch trials do you think it happened <laughs> huh? is it real do oh you know I- it said children were <laughs> bending backwards almost like exorcist style i think it was really? mass hysteria because from what i read about the puritans is they they there was no room for any fun you worked all week and all day sunday so when you do that to people when there's no release they start looking for and and this for a weird oh my god this is interesting and fun there's now there's trials and people think the desert's in the devil's up in the air and like they just were so bored or bored and tightly wrapped that when you can't do that to people they lose their minds or yeah, what it. if back then those people in charge who did the salem with the people in charge mm-hmm. were kind of like the trump administration a little bit and then the liberals were like oh that woman is that woman is uh challenging us and fuck she's right Let, let's put her on trial for being a witch and it's like if you drown you're 
Wait, if you don't drown, oh, that was in England, right? That, that was one, England, not in Salem. Well, whatever. They didn't, they didn't dunk oh. women in Salem. You are an. I can't believe you knew that. You are no. an unfair. Well, and also, they, did, they didn't burn, know they didn't, too much. They yes. didn't burn anyone in Salem. Right. They only hung. My them. point is, they yeah. put women who might talk back on trial. Well, they were often single, older, yeah. land-owning but, women. That, that was me, and baby. And also, there were jealousy from younger, the younger women, the wives, that literally you had no time to yourself. You were stuck in the house all day with the kids. The husband came home. You served him. So there was envy to, this woman gets to live in the woods by herself. And yeah. Actually, it's time to just think. Yeah. And then it just led to that. And, and also, when you pack people in like that and you try to control their every waking moment, people need... The jungle needs time to just grow. That's why kids are going so crazy because they're so overscheduled. Let your kids stare out the window for a couple hours. Good I agree, for them. Completely agree. Just daydream. I'm just super daydream. proud when Lila watches a show called Bluey that I love very much. Mm-hmm. And the kids on that show, the sense of their dogs, but they look out the window in the car. Mm-hmm. And now she looks out the window in the car. And I was like, this is great. This is like a good example of how sometimes yeah. TV can help her watch less TV. How old is We don't know. Your, your daughter. Um, <laughs> no? We no clue. Yeah. yeah, we don't know. She's two and a half. I had something for you. <gasps> I think it was ergot. I think it was. Um, well, know, that's the, the other theories: the rot in the in um, the rot in the grain. Yeah, because which causes hallucinations. If you look at the accounts, they're very trippy. Uh, Meredith, have you done hallucination? Uh, like Halluc- hallucinations. Yes, yes, yes. Which Fell madly in done? love with the cutest little inchworm in the forest. <laughs> He was my best friend for like Sounds an hour. Sounds like mushrooms. That was mushrooms. That was mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. And I watched. <laughs> That's a fun game show. And I watched. You say the hallucination. I'll okay. say what drug it was. Here's one. I was watching an entire village burn down. It, it was a cigarette. And I was just looking. I was just holding it, watching the end of the cigarette. And it looks like little trees. Yeah. And it just like was it burning. Is? Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, it's like a little village. Yeah. And I just. What was, was that? Was that LSD? No, that was also mushrooms. That's a trick. Yeah. That's a trick. She, she got well, you, trick me. But the inchworm and I, oh, love inchworms. Did he? Did you speak with the inchworm, or you just looked at him? I think I was just. I probably was. I I just spent a lot of time with him, and Mm -hmm. I watched. I was like, "You are the." I think I was talking to him, and I don't. He didn't talk back to me. He was just a little inchworm, but he was so cute. I understand. And then, yeah, I've done. Pick him up, or you just watched him? No, I saw him on a little branch, and then I was holding him and did a little. Thingy, he actually yeah. they do that thing. The little inchworm. They yeah. walk forward, then they suck, then they get like a little yeah uh, upside yeah. down U, and then yeah. they become a line, and then a U, and then it's a, so cute. Which is a lowercase n. It's, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. it's I, I tried to do a bit about how W is the late W and also two U's. You, you can't do that. Do you know other countries say you things? Don't call X crisscrossing letters. It's the only L's. letter with multiple syllables. W. Oh wow. Is it? Yeah. S T. Yep, you're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you just check a few. S-T-C. Just do R-S-T-L-N-E. Let's do a core sample. Hang on. C-J-H. He's right. Yeah. He's, yeah, we got it. We're good. Let's move on. W. I was looking for more of a yes and to the premise, and you just gave me an asinine fact about W. Do you guys remember on growing up? What was the question? I'm starting to side with you. Right. What was the question? child. Yes. I gave you a premise. What was the premise? You gave me nothing. What was the premise? The W is the only letter that's... Two letters, double U. It's two U's. Right. And w. He, right. And here's you the thing. You can't do that. In Australia and England, when they spell words, if there is a double letter, they often say double P. Like, for example, Apple. A-double-P-L-E, oh. right? But if you're going to spell vacuum, it's V-A-C-W, <gasps> right? And I'm like, that's See, not how you spell. Facts, Damn. And be, so be like that. her. Be like wow. me, baby. Here's a question. When you went to get French food around the corner, oh, any yeah. any reference or thought to ratatouille? 
You can be honest. There's we no shame. We didn't even think of that. We did not think today. Of, we not thought today. of our honeymoon in Paris, though, because oh. the, the interior of Figaro is beautiful uh, because it really looks like 1920s. I love it. And the And when the sun is going down, the sun comes in. Oh, like, but it, that, it that bleeds into the restaurant. It like bleeds that. into the restaurant. We were actually. It's, it's, oh my God, it's westward facing. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's really cool. I've had some great dinners mm. there, early dinners. And probably great photographs coming through the window. I yes. wouldn't snap a pic. I would just <gasps> mental pics, baby. Oh, mental see, pics. I have, like, she, oh boy, I have she to records snap a mental pic. Because... You mean a real pic? I have to snap. Yep. I have pic. to snap a real pic. She takes that camera out. Because I don't remember anything because of the psychedelics. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. So what I'm saying is, kids, if, you've, if people have had a bad childhood, psychedelics will wipe those memories out. <laughs> so please enjoy those. Why did you ask that question? <laughs> Which one? Do I do psychedelics? Because it's fascinating. Oh. And we were talking about ergot. What is ergot? It's ergot was another is. theory... Uh, as to where the Salem witch trials came in, oh. it's a rot in, in especially like rye bread and yeah. grains. Where oh. it comes if you need it, but it you, oh, that's the why you that's hallucinate you and that people thought oh. that yeah, I didn't know, I didn't yeah, understand yeah. the. Did reference. you guys do it on your wedding night? It, it seems Ergot? like just like he a, doesn't. No, like a crude question. No sex. Oh, because, did we do it? <laughs> did you do it, Val and I? I think so. I don't remember. On our wedding night, it feels so. You spent the whole day celebrating you know your love. We, we did I not. Know. I remember we went back to our hotel. We were so exhausted, and it was the. And then we got home, and Retta had sent us. Oh um, no, that's butter right. cake from, from Mastro's. Jesus. And we got home, and we were like butter cake. That's, and the next day, we well. went and saw Thor Ragnarok, and then we came home and had and made love. The next day. Yeah, because because yeah, I give it because, a day because Tessa Thompson to be got the us new... both. Tessa Thompson got us both charged up. I, <laughs> yeah, who's, who's Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson was the movie. star of Thor Ragnarok. She's I would the, the hot star. chick Valkyrie take, for God's sake. She was the contention the hot that. chick. Oh my God, she's the one in the robot, the drunk one. Honey, yes, yeah, yeah, her. Awesome. I did, I yeah. I just watched Ragnarok two nights ago. I I, I thought she was good. The reason I remember her was good. Well, is because. Uh, at the Star Wars premiere, she was there. Yes. And she ran up to me, and I've never met her before, and she gave me, she's like, I was almost at your wedding, and she gave me a huge hug, and I was like, oh my God, because she was supposed to go, uh, my friend Amir, uh, Questlove from The Roots, he Is and I have been- his name Amir? His Amir real K. name's Thompson. Amir, uh-huh. <laughs> he and I have been friends for like 25 years, and he was at our wedding, and he, I guess she was supposed to go with him, but couldn't for some reason. Anyway- so she was supposed to be at oh, our so wedding. You didn't know. I thought maybe Patton knew her. No, no, no. no. Neither one of us mm. knew her. She was going to be a guest, but then she couldn't come for some I reason. I was kind of in a movie with her. Uh, sorry to bother you. I played the Omari um, Hardwick's white voice. Did oh. you see that movie? Did you see? Uh, it's about these telemarketers. Sorry to disappoint so you. It's, <laughs> it's about these African American telemarketers, <laughs> and <laughs> um, they realize they sell more when they make their voices sound white. So they have David Cross and Patton as the white voices coming out of their mouths. Oh, so it's like Black Klansmen, but over the phone, like selling shit. Something yeah. like And that. way satirical and crazy and really funny. <laughs> yeah. I heard it's nuts. I heard it takes a real it's nutty, crazy. It takes it's a real nutty turn. Boots well, Riley is it, the best director it, and it, so crazy and amazing. And It starts off, the premise is the nutty turn. Then it, gets it real takes crazy. a crazy turn where you're like what? wow like a weird like, trippy okay, eyes wide the, shut but not eyes wide shut yeah, at all yeah, yeah. way weirder yeah. you'll love it yeah. <clears throat> you'll really love it I, I, did you have you heard that theory that eyes wide shut was entirely making fun of Tom Cruise like oh, he, no. he cast Tom Cruise to make fun of people like Tom Cruise really like, it was like hmm. a joke no 
I don't know about that. I just I know that there's a lot of again, much like the you've heard that. Katie's heard it. Much like The Shining. And you guys have become one person. Pardon me. Well, no, there's (laughs) theories that Eyes Wide Shut is about Jeffrey Epstein and that whole, you know, cabal of because at the mansion where he goes to that weird sex party, the initials J.E. are on the gate. What? Oh, really? Is that true? Yes, it's true. Wow. I love Room 237. Have you watched that? That's my friend produced it. I've seen it so many times. What is it about? Do you like just like figuring... Shit, I'll do you. Yes. You're, you're kind of nerdy. Yes. I'll even watch speedrun videos, even for games that I don't speedrun, because I love <laughs> the conspiracy of like if you shoot an arrow on this block, like then someone thought happens. it through. I don't I love exhaustive I don't believe in thinking. conspiracy theories, but I love the process of how the human mind comes up with conspiracy theories because I think that's what has happened since the beginning of time. It's a big, scary world, and what you do to comfort yourself is you invent stories. And sometimes people are like, well, the the a conspiracy to kill JFK, how comforting is that? I'm like, that's actually very comforting because yes, what actually right. happened was a lone nutbag shot him because they weren't paying attention. And that's a scary that's thing really to scary. think about. Mom and dad so weren't looking. Yeah. It's, it's way more comforting to go, oh no, there was a whole planned out people Old? are in control. Even if the control is evil, yep. it's comforting to think that there's control. It's the devil you know. I remember after 9-11, I was flying on a plane, and I was like, it's okay, they won't do it again, because they did it as a false flag thing, and you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to... Like, it made me comfortable flying. Yeah, all that conspiracy stuff. Once once they got what they wanted, uh, they're not going to do it again. Oh, that's kind of like a good idea. If, like, there's been a serial killer in your neighborhood, and they, like, killed someone next door, you're like, well... They're going to hit another spot. They're not going to hit the same. Well, there actually block. is well, a logic. The, the goal. Well, it's like want, every wanna... block. They do every other block. They don't do the same. <coughs> well, if somebody murder a serial killer, kills someone in your neighborhood, there's a very good chance they won't do your neighborhood. Right. That's right? what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. It's I'm not going to strike twice. Like but that's why you fly the airline that had the crash right. most recently. Yeah, because they're going to well, be extra. Well, it's why you eat at the restaurant that got the D rating and then reopens with the A rating. You know that they've gone over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaning things because they don't want to get closed down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, so no sex on your wedding night. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I like remember that there it, there wasn't. We were wedding. so exhausted because it was such an amazing wedding and reception. We danced till forever, it was and then really we got fun. back, and it was the next day. Yeah. You know, Billy Bob Hang Thornton on, crashed I, I, our wedding. He and so did John Hamm. No, John was invited. Was he? Yes. Oh, okay. He didn't crash the wedding. All right. It was more fun when he did. <laughs> I like that Billy Bob did. That was fun. Was he recording something yeah. with, with the got, box cutters? We got married at Henson Studios, and they that's where the old fun. Charlie Chaplin Theater is yeah. there, this big studio, for, and um, that's the home of the Muppets, clearly, and I'm obsessed with the Muppets, and he's obsessed with film, and I happen to be very good friends with the people who run the studio because one of my friends is a singer, and I was there for many years, and they're like, you should get married here. Why did I bring this up? Because Billy Bob Thornton crashed. Oh, and so he was recording music in one of the recording studios uh, while our wedding was happening, and so he just came down. But he knew people at the wedding. Billy Bob Thornton, whose band was called is called the Box Cutters, which were used by the terrorists to take over 9-11. We got married at the Muppet Studios, Muppets Take Manhattan, Box Cutters. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen the one in Independence Day? First of all, the conspiracy room two thirty seven isn't a conspiracy. It's just deep thinking into the. It, well, it's them wasn't that thinking... the room where they learned how to do stuff? No, no, no. no. Wait, it, wh- what's... what's the movie about The Shining? The Shining. Oh, but what? So those aren't conspiracies as much as p- potential intentions of a director, yes. right? 
what's the thing with the animation and they always put the... Oh, um, 113A. 113A. Sorry. I was thinking of two different doors. Well, that's not always a door that's often... That's the light. That's Andy's license plate. It's a little... um, It was the the room number of where they learned animation at... at, um, Oh, I know what it is. And they put that in all their Pixar movies. I was saying... Room 237 is, is people going... Oh no! What The Shining is really about is oh. how Stanley Kubrick faked the Apollo. Moonland. Moonland. Oh, that's okay. one of them. No, it's also about, like well, because about, the moon is two hundred thirty-seven hundred thousand miles. Away <gasps> and and he wears what? the and he wears the uh, USA USA shuttle. shuttle shirt as he stands up. Oh. But then you're like, but no, two thirty-seven is in the novel by Stephen King, who wasn't right. Like, oh, interesting. Yes, it it's is? not has nothing to do oh, with it. Yeah, that's not just, as fun. But then they also go, <laughs> it just no, cuts, it's a movie they about do a new cut with just cutting to you and go. But it was also in the book, yeah. And then it cuts back to well, the also movie. It's, you know, they, no, it's about America's mistreatment of the Indians, all the Calumet, um, you know, yes, uh, shortening boxes some, and all the Indian designs. There's and all something the, to know. that. You don't buy that one? <clears throat> no. Once it's, you start it's just seeing props all the, and a, uh, well, oh, disagree. You can see anything Strong anywhere. Disagree. Oh, good Strong lord. disagree. You think it was just they do, just get me something? Stanley Kubrick was I like, just get me something. Think he was the blood. The blood elevator buried on an Indian burial ground? Well, they also think in that blood elevator scene, you can see a body somewhere. Like there was a murder during the shooting, and there's a body that floats in that you that people say you spot it in the water for like a second. Mm. But again, it's not. It's just you can see anything anywhere. Well, that's the, that. After 9-11, they were like, you can see the devil's face in the smoke. Oh, I, was I like, remember. You can see anything that. in the it smoke. Yeah, Let's was, get over it. Ugh. It's all done. Okay, yeah. so you have a podcast and you read texts. Yep, thanks for having us on. All right, good. We just wanted to promote thanks, it. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> you know what I like about your podcast? <laughs> Tell me. Well, obviously you're a stand-up comedian, as is Patton, mm-hmm. and you are the only podcast person I've met who has um, a handheld microphone as if you are doing oh, stand-up. Is it, is and this because is, you're comfortable? That's what you like about what? my podcast? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 listen to this. I'm not done, Pete. She ain't done. I'm I got all done. ready for a compliment, and it's that we don't have mic stands? No, no, no. I'm not done. I love it, and I need it. No, that's just... These are just happy observations. I love... That's the good name for your book, Happy Observations. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah. Okay, that's written. Um, <laughs> it's been written. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. And then I also like... I, don't, I mean, I wasn't going to go into a whole thing. I just like the fact that we're just chilling on your couch. It was just the yeah. microphones, and then you no, felt no, no. like you were letting me down. No, no, no. I, you know what it else. is? If I get interrupted in any form whatsoever, or if I am about to interrupt someone because I have a thought and I try to interrupt, I, I interrupt. That's the problem. Yeah. Because I can't hold a thought for very long. And so, now, and so I did have a whole thing I wanted to tell you. And then you said something, and then it went poof. But oh, okay. yeah, well, it was what you like about my podcast. I just really think that this is fun, just sitting on a couch and chilling, and that's fun. Although she brings up an interesting point: uh, are do you use handheld mics because this is your comfort zone in in communicating? That's Does a good this question. Feel, that I was a really good point. Never when we did it at Meltdown, we had stands. Oh, that's true. We sat at a table. Yeah, we but sat, you yeah. both are very comfortable. I prefer it this well, way. Yeah. yeah, I prefer it this way. And I oh, yeah, feel yeah. like a, you can do a bit. Hey! You can do that. Oh, I love that. Yay! What are you doing? It's oh my all, god, look at him go. Um, <laughs> look at him go. Look at it. He like moved the microphone away like he's it's like rock star but it's like Christina Aguilera and, like, ah! and she pulls it like straight. Anyway, my point is I feel very cool holding a microphone like as if I'm a rock star, as if I'm a comedian. I like that you went to rock star first, healthy self-esteem. Yeah. Yep. What healthy. surprised you the most about cuz if I moved in with Patton, I would have certain guesses. What surprised you the most, Meredith? 
Oh boy, I'm going to go wait in the car for a while. She's got um, a lot to talk about. Roll the here. windows up, park in the garage, and, and run it. What surprised me the most about living with you? Oh, you know what it was? I'm not going to interrupt. I was. <laughs> go ahead. I've, I've got this one. <laughs> Definitely not going to interrupt. Uh, you just stole, did, and stole I a compliment. You know what? Myself. You just said you weren't going to interrupt, and now I can't remember what I was going to say. Okay, we'll take a word from um, our sponsor. <laughs> go ahead. What surprised um, you the most? Um. Well, I um was never married before. I was single for 4,000 years. The only person I ever lived with was my cat. And when I lived with Patton, I it wasn't just necessarily him in particular. It could have been anyone. But I feel like whenever, because I lived alone, if I had people over at my house, I was like, can I get you a drink? Do you want to sit down? Are you comfortable? Da, da, da. You know, I'll put some music on. I'll put a candle on. To make it really nice. Give the my full attention to the person who's visiting me. Mm-hmm. And when I'd go visit somebody, you give your full attention to the person that you're with. You don't just like, you know, if I came to your house right now and I was just like, oh, I'm going to go uh, listen to music in your backyard, that'd be weird. Mm-hmm. So I was very used to when you're visiting or having a visitor, you give your full attention. So when I first married Patton, well, even before that, when we mm-hmm. were living together, and I was sort of like, hey, did it like giving him his full attention? He's like, okay, now I'm going to go to work. I was like, what? Like, you'd go and, like, do stuff in your mm. office. You're like, I need my solitude. I need mm. my time. And I was like, uh, do, 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 what am I supposed to be doing at someone else's house? Mm-hmm. This was very strange to me. That's Living, you, that was... That so, was after you moved in. Yeah. I feel like that's something I could have been told yesterday. I feel like <laughs> you breached that. Because that is a touchy no, no. thing. Oh, I don't think you made a mistake, Pat. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like when I am in a, a new relationship, I feel like that's an interesting mm-hmm. precedent. You have to be like, just so you know, oh, he when said... I'm working, it looks like I'm not working. That's number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the bit. Yeah. Number two. The, the, the coming in. Uh, you're just sitting there. That's part of it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes me just staring or, or rearranging books, it's, I'm thinking of, of stuff. Of course. I yeah. would say watching a movie is working. Yeah. I have a very oh. liberal uh, definition of working. Yeah. I'm working right now. <laughs> (laughs) Totally, but same, what you just said, watching a movie, that's his whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's Don Draper. Do you like Don John Hamm again? Mm -hmm. You know, when he's trying to think of an idea, he always goes to the movies. Yeah. I'm like, it's perfect. Sit there and come. Occupies your conscious mind and your subconscious does the work. Yeah. I wasn't... It was more of a lifestyle change. Oh, my God. I hope you don't think I was like, get over it. He's into it. That, I totally understand (laughs) your position. Now now that I know that, though. Yeah. Um. I love that he needs his salt. He really because you get your salt because I I'm a very social person. I like to visit my friends. I like to go out to Malibu. I like to hang out. I like to do lots of fun things. And he really likes to just sit in his room and read a book or have a cup of tea or watch a movie or write or just be indoors quiet alone. And I'm like, this is very similar to me and Val. I just want to go do all the things I used to do as a single girl, and I still do. Val and I just went to Ojai last week, and, and we were having such a great time. And I said to her, I bet you'll relate. I was like, if it weren't for you, I'd be in the dark eating noodles right now. Yeah. Oh my God. And that That's is just exactly. so true. And it's true. And he'd be in the dark eating saltines, right? I'd be eating a sleeve of saltines. Yep. God, I love a sleeve of saltines. Mm. You ever mush up a bunch in one cheek and slowly distribute it into your mouth? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it sounds disgusting, That's, but it's a great way to it eat. Is? No, no, I'm not saying it's not disgusting, but you should try it. Cheese nips too. Oh, I love cheese nips. It's Wait, like if you not spit a bunch nips. of spit in. Not cheese nips. Who said cheese, cheese nips? It. What are we in Bangladesh? No, <laughs> I'm just saying. My friend, are... my friend, cheese nips. <laughs> but there are. Is two... that a real thing? <gasps> Pete, 
Oh, you all know what cheese nips. I thought that was like, like an off-brand no, international no, 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 cheese. No. There are two things, right? There's red vines and Twizzlers, and there's sure. cheese its. There's deep impact. There's do Armageddon. not do not give a person who likes cheese its cheese nips. There's They're also the, the same, same divide that you're talking about between Oreos and Hydrox. Well, Hydrox. There's some people that are like only Oreos, and people are like no, or it's Hydrox. Oreos sucks. It was always like. There's yeah, very, very specific camps. We had Hydrox. Why did we have Hydrox? Are you from the East Coast? Yeah. Oh, I'm from here. It's an East Coast it's thing. It's an East Coast Los thing. Angeles. It's like Werner's soda. In right. The did you guys have Twizzlers? We had Red Vines. Yeah, we had Twizzlers. Uh, did you ever Twizzlers. Uh, make a Twizzler straw? Probably oh, that's did. right. I mean, Probably really. You... Oh, thank you, Pat. And that one didn't gross you out? My vulnerable moment telling you my mush cud system of cheese. That's horrifying, but <laughs> a Twizzler cud. straw is delightful. <laughs> It's delightful. It's horrifying. Well, yes. Look, I'm I'm going to agree with you that my mush system is gross, but good. you're going to like it. Uh, wait, wait, what's happening? You're going to do it. What What happens after? It's this like podcast? if you We're... spit into that cup Am and I... filled it up halfway. <laughs> oh, would, you, would you drink Pete, it? I swear to God, he's going to get grossed out. Would you drink it? Just, can we? Your own spit, folks. Blue... No, no, no. You wouldn't do it. No, folks. Magic Spoon cereal is a fantastic. <laughs> no, no, concert. maybe it's his if podcast. You put two spits. In God, that, Pete. He's going to spit. He's, he's going to get be grossed sick. out. I'm I'm begging you not to, please. All right? <laughs> I'm not going to chase just this. Stop. What is happening right now? You can't listen, even let me think tell, about... Pa- uh, I just called you Patton. What if I... Pete, I have to tell you something. <clears throat> there are times in life where you just need to stop, and I'll yeah. tell you why. Sometimes Patton will do a voice. Oh, that's right. He'll do, like an, he'll do like an accent, and I'm literally like, stop right now, stop right now, I'm going to stop loving you, stop. Yeah. This and, is a deal breaker and voice? He, and he thinks it's yep. funny, like just, just... What's the voice? Like just what you just did. I won't do it, but if I do the Baltimore accent, she's like, stop right now. Because if I think about that voice, I won't be in love with you anymore. If I do a Baltimore I don't or say I accent, won't be in love with you anymore, but I literally get dis- disgusted and yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. be around you. Can you just do a little Just Baltimore do it, and accent? just do it, go ahead. Cover your ears. I, I, my ear, I have headphones on, oh. go. She she don't like that bomber oh. accent there, hon. Ew. Because you get in the Captain Harvey's, get his oh my, pop. It's horrible. You know? Or you just get them, uh, you just go down there. Well, we'll just go to your Monday. You okay, know? okay, you did, you did it, you did it, you did it. Yeah, We're get, done. Go to Captain Harvey's, get some suds. Now, yeah. well, what's going on with, with spit talk? Because I, I don't it's like gross stuff thing. either. It's I, don't, I really thing. don't. I don't like grossing out. Then, but I'm then, surprised that get, that grossed you out. Just right now, for some reason, it just, it's a weird mood. Yeah. I'm a petulant child. I understand. And yeah. the petulant child is stamping his but foot. But like there's other don't... times you might not be crossed. It's not exactly. like a, a In other phobia. words, don't say that word again. Yeah. And we'll be you can keep talking about it, but just don't say the you know, don't describe it's the word? I don't know if it's the word, it's the it's the visual, I think. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And now he's drinking his water. I know, and it made Sorry. me think of it. Because I need to oh. <laughs> to cleanse my palate, you weirdo. <laughs> Meredith, have you ever seen a ghost, an alien? Have you ever almost died? Well, yes, I've well, I she was almost killed by the ghost of an alien. <laughs> it was, it's really weird you that you ask that. You hear about alien ghosts. You don't, but they must exist. I used to have a bit about you never see cow ghosts. We kill a million cows an hour. <laughs> oh, where the ghost. And then this is the tag, Patton. <laughs> uh, boo is only a letter off from moo. Oh, my it's God. It's like one of the that worst tracks true. ever written. Boo is just moo, but when you have a cold. That is even boo. better. Boo. Yeah, but he's also a ghost. <laughs> Look at you guys. So fun. Let her um, answer the question. Yes, that was almost. Alien almost did. Yeah, I was killed. No, I was on. I was killed. Oh my god, I knew it. <laughs> You're a hologram. <laughs> I was almost crushed by a train. I um, and then I was in the Northridge earthquake. That was scary. You can slow any of these down. I was oh. almost crushed by a train. Let's start with that one. Oh, okay. Um, I was 14 years old, and I was filming a movie called The Journey of Natty Gan, and it 
It's about a little girl who hops boxcars during the Depression to find her dad. And we were filming a scene, and I was hanging off the edge of a boxcar. The entire crew was inside the boxcar filming me hanging off the edge. And, and um, you know, it's a close-up of me, but, you know, I'm hanging off the boxcar thing. You're not in a harness? No, no, no. Uh-uh. It's early 80s. They didn't do that. They were they, like, there get were no, out there. There were Here no we rules. This child child care. laws? Are you kidding Child endangerment? <laughs> what? Yeah. Child endanger what? Wow. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, if you've ever seen a train on a track, there's that you can go straight or maybe it'll go to the right and the train will start to go to the right and they have someone who controls the little thing who moves. Usually a villain. <laughs> or like a conductor person. Get, the conductor's on the train. No, There's the, always a villain on the track. No, it's the guy the at the train station who's yeah, supposed yeah, to do yeah, the things yeah. to move the train tracks. Yes. So the train was going forward, and I don't know what happened, but somebody, uh, the second half of the train, instead of going forward, started to go on the off track. And so the second half of the train, while the front ones, it started to tilt. And it started to tilt over. And so the boxcar is coming over on top of me. And like literally if I didn't jump off, it would have almost crushed me. But it did stop. It didn't crush all the way. Mm. The crew was inside and like like almost falling out the hole. The doors open part. Whoa. And yeah, that was fun. I was terrified. And then did you finish the day? Um, I think we probably got yeah, we got the shot. Let's let's call it a day, probably. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, she's alive. Let's move on. That was fun. And then in the earthquake, was it particularly dangerous or was it just you thought you were gonna die? I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. My mom, I was still living at home and uh and I had just done a movie way out in the desert and we rapped and everyone's like, Stay for the rap party. I'm like, No, I'm gonna go home. I drove home, that freeway totally collapsed, so the people who were doing the movie were stranded out in the desert. I got home. I was home, and it was shaking so hard. Our uh, chimney broke, like everything broke in our house. And my mom, I ran into her room and huddled her under the door jam, and and she was freaking out. I'm like, "It's okay, mommy. We're good. Don't worry. We're we're okay." We're and but inside, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is how I die." Wait, you were comforting your mom? Yeah. See, trying to control how people feel, even in an earthquake. Yep. Well, I'm the protector. Yeah. Patton just, <laughs> just takes a pregnant beat. No, she does. No, I know. I, know. I, know. I wanted to read it to it more. I liked it. You know I'm the protector because it. when there was a murderer in our backyard, oh, I was the one who looked at you and Alice and said, you guys stay here. And I, a, uh, and I ran out into the back with a pink bat, and you have a whole bit about it, I but I was going to – I'm like, who are you? You get the murderer. I'll get the bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it was. It Wait, was, so it was a very poor, confused contractor that... Somebody uh... somebody told a random dude who's never been to our house before to go to our house to check out something in the backyard that needed to be fixed. The dude didn't ring the doorbell. And all, by the way, the contractor gave this subcontractor dude... Our gate code. Like, gave him the gate there. code. And then didn't so, tell us he was coming. Didn't say anything. We're this in just our happened house. happened to us in Ohio. Somebody and just walked through our, our yard. Some dude walks in, and then Alice yeah. goes, Mommy, there's a guy in the backyard. And I went, what? And I'm looking at the security cameras, and I see him go to the back, and I grab my little pink aluminum bat, and mm-hmm. I run downstairs, and I literally looked at you and Alice and goes, you guys stay here. Lock the door. And I ran out to the back with my bat, and I'm like, get the fuck out of my... Like, I... Scared the sh- who are you? Who what are t- you? What time was it? It was Afternoon? daytime. 
<laughs> Middle of the day. Yep. But there's a lot of like home right, invasion. You, you went right to bat. Yeah. Well, but I didn't have a gun. Exactly. I've you would have gone to a gun. <laughs> no, this not just one. happened to us, Val. And I was sitting watching TV. It was probably like seven o'clock. This guy looked like walked, a Oh, a crazy looking guy just walked through. I just opened the door, said, "Can I help you?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm just turning You're off like the sprinklers." You're like six, eight, and I'm like five. You guys could stacked. <laughs> you, me, and Alice. You, me, and Alice together make pe- put a long overcoat on. But Why are no, you back here? Look, a- I, I could be the dead person, but I'm also just sort of like it's probably an explanation. Yeah, but mine, mine did not look like Gas an explanation. Guy. He looked crazy, and also to his to his um, uh, at his fault. He um, instead of going, oh, I was sent here he, by your contract. He was like, uh, you know, I he didn't just say anything. Thought, he, he was like, I was like, really? what? Who are you? What? Are, what are you doing here? And he's like, uh, I. Uh, and he takes out his phone and he starts scrolling through his phone. And I'm like, probably to snap a pic at the lady with the pink bat. <laughs> but also, like, when, when a crazy Manson chick girl comes back with a bat and is coming at you, just go. I would. No, get I very, very agree. Yeah. When we watch go, TV, uh, let me hang on. Let me get my phone out. I the, don't what, know. What show do Val and I watch where I'm just like. Oh, it's Frasier. I'm embarrassed. But we like watching <laughs> Frasier in, in the pandemic, and we're still watching it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many situations where it's just like, just say, say what, is what it on. is. Yeah. Just go, oh, I know how this looks, but I- I'm actually looking for my debt, and it's over. Yeah. But then the drama would be over. See, yeah, this they, is why you guys that, are good yeah. for a podcast, because you're bat first. Yeah. You get yeah, the bit. Right we bat. get the story. And the guy didn't say anything. He was taking his sweet time coming out with whatever. And so I was like, start walking. St- start walking. Start Mike, leave. And I'm pointing to the exit, like, stop looking at your phone and start walking. Like, yeah. like I was, wow. I, I got real alpha. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. And then it wasn't until he, norms. and it I'm also helped because then I kind of followed her out and I'm in cargo pants and flip flops and like a, a stained t-shirt. But I think it actually helped the situation because she is just vivid and in this dress with a pink bat like and looks gorgeous but also frightening and i look like, like the husband behind her like i can't when she gets like i this, can't control I, her I man she's killed, <laughs> she's killed she's so crazy. many door-to-door salesmen just please just leave i can't you know well, I, I think that actually as frightening as she was i think it scared him even more seeing me 20 feet behind her going dude do what she says i can do do what she says i would walk away right now if I were you. <laughs> You were that you were flavor flav to her Chuck D. Basically. Yes, it was. Yeah, like, yeah. She, she she hits me too. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, baby, never say that because I actually did meet someone that um, a girl did that to him. Oh and that's yeah, that's horrible. Right. That, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, I had a girlfriend I was scared of for sure. <gasps> that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. No, it is scary. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're enormous, but emotionally she would make me feel so small. Right. And it's so I was very scared of her. Yeah. Yeah, because it it you don't expect it. Not you know. Yes. Okay. There are stereotypes. That's not nice to like. Yeah. Perpetuate a stereotype, but you don't expect a smaller girl than you to be violent to you and hit you. Like that's yeah, horrific. Sexual assaults and all that sort of. I stuff mean, is that is that men, terrible? Yeah. yeah. And and I can't imagine the man must feel again stereotypically because of what how we raise boys you, and girls. Exactly. It just makes it even worse. Yeah, right. and then you feel even it's even more scary because it's so unexpected, and you're like, how did I get in this situation? Yeah, and then there's shame. Right. But then women, I think anybody in an abusive situation probably feels some sort of shame. Yes, but I would imagine 
a man being abused by a woman, probably the shame is, a, yes, they all yeah. feel, but right. it's just yeah. got to feel a little strange. That's why I like sharing that. I really have a vivid memory of walking down the street with this woman and thinking that, like in a, uh, like a Scott Pilgrim style, that she could just hit me with one hand and I'd go flying <laughs> oh my God. Like wow. through buildings and stuff. Like, obviously, I didn't believe that rationally, but like that's... There's certain people in our lives. My parents are like this. I don't know if you can relate to this. Of course, I'm nervous when I talk to my parents because the psychological bond is so strong oh, sure, that yeah. they can say one thing and ruin my week. Oh, my mom so can just course. look at me and I'm like, exactly. I know what you're thinking. So it's mom, like, don't why do don't the- we yeah. do more visits? It's like, because it's really loaded yeah. to be with you. And I'm sort of embarrassed to admit that. Like, like they can yeah. just kind of go like, huh. And you're just like, ah! oh, I'm just God. like that. It's like ha- handing out, hanging out with a loaded gun, right? You know, and yeah. and so it can be really one tricky. look can kill. It's you. also exactly. very weird when there's people that have been were raised in physically and emotionally very abusive environments, but somehow they rise above it or they cope and they become better people. And there's other people that one day their mom or dad looked at them askance for like half a second, and it just spun them out for life yeah and so it's all proportional and it's all relative oh man that's you know? even scarier to think. yeah that yeah i we've talked about that on our friday with val podcast where it's like i'll have like a, a difficult conversation with my dad or something which means he'll in the the example was he invited me on a family vacation and i just didn't I, the way of loving myself was to say no like i was just like i really wish i could that's <laughs> oh what, that's wow. what val said to say i wish i could Smart. which is the truth like, yeah. God, wish you I wish we both are fantasizing about a way where that would be fun yes. and we're walking on I the I wish beach. I could have that good experience, but I yeah. know that I'm uh, not, so I'm protecting myself from yeah. the feeling. And I'm even grateful that you can imagine it, too, because yeah. we have the same fantasy. <laughs> right. And you're, you probably, and I know my dad, I'm, we're similar, you probably just had the right cup of coffee, <laughs> you just had the right day, maybe a bowel movement, and the w- world is infinite possibilities. <laughs> I'm a little bit more grounded and I'm like... He would laugh his ass off if I said any of this to him. And I'm like, Dad, three days is stretching it with us. Like, three Mm -hmm. days is too much. We start going crazy. Because day one, it's still kind of fresh to reheat those. Mm -hmm. You play the same record. How are you? How's your brother? How's your job? You can get through one meal. Meal two starts getting a little thin. Meal three, you're like... And we're funny like this. We're like, it's time for you guys to get the hell out of here. Right. Like, yeah. You need to go. So we're not going to go to Cape Cod and do that. Right. I'm <laughs> trapped with you. <laughs> but I would be so, I would start eating like shit, mm-hmm. like real psychological, like one to one. Something happened. By the way, none of this is my dad's fault. It's all how I interpret it. I would start eating badly. So if I had been being healthy, suddenly I'm eating a pizza. Mm -hmm. I would uh, maybe smoke pot. I might sleep badly. I'd wake up with a huge crick in my neck that I can't Mm -hmm. turn my neck. So it's not like psychology gets this like write off as this woo woo, like, oh, the soft science. Like you get to like talk about your problems. I'm like, this has real world motherfucking implications. I'm talking about like real pain and real unhealthy behavior. Because I wasn't equipped to process an invite to Cape Cod. Yeah, but then knowing that, <laughs> knowing it, and then protecting yourself and going, oh, I wish I could, yeah. is such a huge step. And it's as, it's it's as like huge it changes as everything. a medicine that someone could prescribe right. to me. Someone saying, like, just say the truth. I wish I could. Yeah. I wish we could. That's as helpful as... I love that line, by the way. I I might have to use that. I wish I could. It's so I want to meet Val. And she's the best. She's all I'm all head and she's all embodiment and all that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's really really great. Do you talk about me like that? I don't think you do. 
So, I don't well, think I mean, you do either. Never to me. I'm just I mean, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Therapy helped me so much, and yeah. and the, the people don't understand that stress can have fi- makes physical changes in your body, oh, either through your behavior you. or just actually it will re restructure your brain and nervous system. Stress yeah. will do that. Man, your brain has no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a psychology major. I'm uh, my thesis was on multiple. Multiple personality disorder. Okay, we'll mute your mic. And did you? <laughs> and did you know? And this is very interesting. Different okay. alters; those are the different personalities. Yes, might have different physio- uh, physical manifestations. For example, one could need glasses. Yeah. Because the stress or whatever it is yep. alters just wow. slightly the shape of your eyeball, slightly that you mm-hmm. might need reading glasses. Yeah. Because even in real life, a regular person. Stress might make you have a little bit. It, yeah, it'll your, blur your vision. It does. Yeah, for sure. And so, anyway, isn't that interesting? Stress will freeze you too. That yeah. so that same girlfriend that I was afraid of, we lived off of Franklin Avenue, which is where UCB was. I've told the story a million times, but I've never told it to you. I came out of the house. I was so scared of where we had just had a fight or something. I got in our driveway, and I couldn't, for the life of me, remember how to get to Franklin Avenue. We lived off of it. Like it was take a left but that's how paralyzed i was wow and there's so many relationships that i've witnessed that are like that where the person knows how to traumatize you that might not be their intent mm-hmm. but they sort of trigger you to the point where you actually become more annoying <laughs> to them so let's say they get annoyed that you don't remember stuff and then they get mad at you and that only makes you worse yes yeah and then that it's a cycle now they're just mad at you right. because you can't remember where franklin avenue is i have a perfect example of that my sister and i had been in a Huge fight. I was supposed to pick up her daughter to take her for the weekend. Um, like, you know, good auntie because I love my nieces more than anything in the world. Yeah. And anyway, I, I was driving to my sister's house. I had just – my car was on its last legs. It literally broke down in front of my sister's house. Mm. And I said, hey, can I borrow your minivan for the weekend just so that I don't lose any time with her – waiting for it and she's like at first she's like no you can't borrow anyway we got in such a huge fight that finally she said fine take the minivan so i put her daughter in the minivan i got in the minivan and was she shook me up so much that as i left her house in the minivan i smashed into my own car wow i damaged my car and her car because i was so stressed out that's it and i never get i am a really good driver like that was like the first ever anything i if stress had a physical manifestation more than it does it does have Mm -hmm. subtle ones but if it looked like the measles or it looked like the chicken pox or it looked like uh one eye goes wonky we would take it so much more seriously but it is killing us and it's also like what we see the images that we see and the way that we talk and all this stuff we really are casting spells on one another all the time yeah. which kind of goes in defense of you saying i think it's beautiful to say beautiful baby or Patton, that is a really great shirt for you it yeah. really is all these things are spells i sometimes do this on mm-hmm. stage i go look at you you look great tonight like see? just that yeah but then but it's also connection it is connection it's, for sure. It's just and you know they've said during coronavirus what? every everybody was <laughs> I haven't heard of kung it. fu fa. everybody <laughs> was home nobody was interacting and there were these studies done um, that psychologically when you go to places like at at your office and there's a water cooler and you just chat with the person you're with um, that they're or walking down the street and going hey cute shirt 
that all those little mini interactions really do increase the oh, serotonin yeah. and dopamine in your body. And, and when you have none of those, when there's no interaction like that, yeah. it can really throw you to the depths of despair. Yeah. Well, it's also bad for you physically. I, I right. wish I could remember the statistic more precisely, but it's like being isolated is, I think, as bad as heart disease. It causes um, – it is a, is a major cause of stress, being yeah. – not having some kind of interaction. It's what – you know, when little babies are born, preemie babies, they have women, you know, oh. volunteers come and just touch them all day so that Hold it, them, it yeah. helps them grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or else they don't grow. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, there's always I'm, – I'm really glad that we feel like we're on the beginnings of a – being very open about – Mental Medication, health. therapy, mental health. Mm-hmm. I The years that I resisted going on antidepressants and going to therapy because I bought into that fucking myth. And I think that a lot of this came out of alt comedy because of the kind of figures that we worshipped, which is gotta be, you got to be tormented to be funny. Yeah. Like if I, yeah. what, if I take Prozac, what am I going to have to be funny about? Right. No. You, and by the way, every, all these people that we, that we worshipped uh, that were all tormented and mostly drunks and drug addicts, why do you think they were drinking and taking drugs right, right. to try to improve their mood so they could create things? That's right. Like the whole idea, they just didn't have right. access right. to the talk therapy and stuff that we had. There's, right. So I just, I'm, I'm so glad that, yeah. yeah. And I remember so clearly, I've always remembered this, when I, when I finally did go into therapy because I was like having a nervous breakdown in my, in my late 20s and I called my mom and dad and talked to them and I was like, my dad was a Marine for 20 years and I was like, I just feel so weak that I I'm like I'm like I'm going into therapy, you know, and I just feel so weak. Like I, you never went into therapy. Humphrey Bogart never did therapy, and then my dad said, "No, Humphrey Bogart never did therapy. He also smoked a carton of cigarettes a day, right? Which is that was him doing therapy. He That's just didn't right. have it, right? You right. know, so right. so do you want to smoke a carton of cigarettes a day, or do you want to go into therapy and live a life? That's a beautiful thing. So it was just thing. like, a, oh, wow. So He was doing pull-ups when he told you that, but <laughs> still, over tripwire, <laughs> explosions in the background, but, but what like, a kind dad. I, there, love that. I just see all these things like that song that they did on um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and then you know Pete um, Davidson on SNL, like, there's no shame in the medication game. Right. Take your meds. Right. Take he was talking meds. to Kanye. He's like, Kanye, take your meds. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. romantic about going crazy. I completely You agree. are a creative person. Take your meds. You can keep doing creative stuff. I, I, it sounds like you, you don't need this, but I love this. When I, my wife left me when I was 28, my first wife, mm. obviously, and that was really sad. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Melania about it. <laughs> and I was like, well, shouldn't I be funny? I was like, I'm not funny. Like, I wasn't funny. I could, I could fake stand up for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Even like the week she left me, I could go up and I wanted to. I'd go to up do the and, rhythm, to do the rhythm, and yeah, to yeah, just yeah. hear the laughs and to kind of feel a little bit normal. But I got off stage and I was just wearing another dentist reference for your dad, but mm-hmm. wearing the weighted lead jacket that no one can mm-hmm. see. Like you're just really heavy. Mm-hmm. And um, I said to him, I was like, I thought all this stuff was supposed to make us funny. And Melanie goes, pain gets in the way. <laughs> and I was like, so there you have it. Yeah. It's wow, like, you just did a good Mulaney. Get a great rid Mulaney. of the pain. But that's, that's the all point. The, get rid of it. All of the best stuff that I wrote in... Um, Time for Katie to animate. That was oh, a nice little chunk. My, um, my special Annihilation, which was about the death of my wife and, and losing her and becoming a widower. But I wasn't really able to start writing 
and putting that special together to do properly until, until I you process met it. not only process oh, but sorry. then met Meredith. No, and, you wrote Annihilation before. Well, me. I wrote a lot of it, but then I wasn't able to make it funny until I had some friggin' joy. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like That's so, right. there was that. Everyone's like he wrote that totally out of pain. I wrote all. I wrote down all the incidents. I wrote down all the reality of what happened. But I wasn't able to start. Of course, until I met. And by the way, it was. It wasn't even. Before, it wasn't even me necessarily falling in love. We, you know, we met and just talked for three months on on Facebook. We just texted. We didn't even talk on the phone. Mm. And just having someone to talk to every night and going, oh, there's a, there's intelligent, cool people. This is... Mm. And having someone to talk to in the dark at the end of the day, mm. that's what set me back. That's so beautiful. On the path to where I needed to be. So yeah, all... And, and I saw so many people during the alt comedy boom, and this is, this is going to sound really mean, but it was true. But what you were saying, you would see a lot of these young comedians going, I had a horrible childhood. I should be hilarious. It's like... Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a terrible childhood and it doesn't make you funny. Mm-hmm. And there's other people who've had, you know, Zach Galifianakis had the most wonderful family, the most wonderful upbringing, and yeah. he's a he's brilliant. Just feta cheese, you know. And um, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and and you know, uh, people like David Cross and Laura Keitlinger had nightmare childhoods and are also brilliant. Mm-hmm. But just because you have one or the other doesn't guarantee you the you know what That's I mean. Right. That's right. So and, and you would see a lot of people coming to that realization, and it was it felt really tragic. Mm-hmm. Like you almost wanted to go. You, they deserve to have something. What the mm-hmm. hell? Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's not what it is. Absolutely. Well, I think Ugh. it's probably a, a bell curve <clears throat> for me. And I'd love to hear what you both think about this. It's like to me, it was a desire to connect. You were saying connecting with people, mm-hmm. and as an actor, you can relate. I'm sure. I felt as a kid, I was like, I'm not getting from the little hey, how you doings, and the fifty mm-hmm. percent eye contact and the glazed overlook. I was like, I'm not getting enough. I want the hard stuff. I want to know, and it's not just that they're listening to me, but when 300 people are listening to me, we're all listening to the same thing. There's like a united right. concretization of the <clears throat> moment. So maybe when I was younger, it was like, oh, they're all listening to me, and now I just like that we're all it's, of one mind. Yeah, yeah, that's why if you, Patton and Alice and I all watch movies together, and um, there's nothing I hate more than during the movie if you like check your Twitter because mm-hmm. because it takes you out of that we're all in this whole I the understand. three of us are in this room together it's when you get up to go to the bathroom and you don't pause it why is that offensive it's like we're watching yeah, Frasier right <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't want to yeah. wait yeah I yeah. want I want us all in the same it's, world can I tell you something uh, and it's it's going to sound stupid that I call it an epiphany but it really was an epiphany I one of the last times I took mushrooms is I I kept saying over and over. I don't know if you can remember this. It's hard to remember mushroom trips, but sometimes like the sound of your own voice sounds really amazing because you get in, you get in touch with how it's coming from inside you, and you're like, mm-hmm. "I am talking." Like you just want to be like, "I am talking, and here it's coming from me." And I can hear it. Like you, you're That's hearing. So you're hearing yourself. Oh, you're hearing yourself. And I kept saying, I started mumbling it basically, not like an insane person. It was a willful mumble. And then I, and Val goes, what are you saying? And I go, it's all an excuse to be together. 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 And it is, Meredith Patton, it is an excuse to be together. I, I think one of the things I like about show business is it gets me into sitting on the couch with you two. We're, yeah. we're neighbors. We wouldn't, we wouldn't do this. And by the way, 
that's mostly me. You know, it wouldn't be like, (laughs) like I'm not putting the onus on you guys, but here we are doing it. Right. So I was smart enough to get into a job that gives me what I need, but I don't always seek out. That was the thing I was going to say when I said what I like about your podcast, Mm. that you're not just holding your microphone and sitting on this couch, but it's sort of like, because we're just sitting on this couch, it feels like we're having plans. Yeah. And, and it's like, Having hey, plans, like we plan to do this? Like you want to hang out? Yeah. Like hey, like in like when you're young and you're like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. You want to hang out? Sure, come over. That's right. And you guys just hang out That's and right. people just hang oh, out. Remember it's that? In the basement? Yes. Yeah, you yeah. just hang out. But there was a Super Nintendo, but it's all an excuse to be together. Right. Exactly. Kids get that. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. You know but what I half mean? the time you're just, half the time when we get together for Dungeons and Dragons, we're sitting there gossiping about stuff. That's Can funny. I? Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is the phrase, it's all an excuse to be together, became an event. Yeah. Right. Just right? like men who watch sports, oh. women can go and have lunch together and chat over lunch and that's and right. guys, it seems, uh, are like, hey man, want to come over for the game? And you're all just sitting having chips and right. drinking beers, right. but yeah. you have a re- you have something. You're scared to look at each other, maybe, right. and have those chatty chatties. I was always trying to bring chatty chatty to Fenway Park. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work. Right, but but all you boys are together watching the game, and at least you go, oh, did you see that? And then right. you can right. talk about well, other. You're things. locked into the same thing, right? There's a yeah. talking about we are what we see and we are what we see together. And that's why like live comedy, live theater, yes. these things can feel much more mythical, more mystical Yeah, because you're all agree. You're conspiring. I've said this a million times, but the audience is a group of individuals conspiring to become an audience that merges with the performer. And then you conspire together to become something we call a show. That's wow. ego death. That's transformation. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite moments, and I wrote about this in my second memoir. You know, go to go into the New Beverly. I'm starting. Is the again. second one called "I Forgot Some Stuff"? Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, there's. Oh, wait, 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 wait! Stop the press! So, um, and and what is it called? Plug it. It's called "Silver Screen Fiend." I love it. And it's about my years of being obsessed with the New Beverly and going there every night and seeing movies. Addicted. Which addicted? Which just um. By the way, reopened and all their shows were pre-sold out for the whole month of May. It made me so oh, happy. That's crazy. I even called them like, "We can't get you in. There's literally no space." Like, I was like, oh, "Good." good that made you. me happy. That's but great. one night in the late '90s, I'm there on a Friday night, raining. We're watching Casablanca, and uh, right when uh, they're leave- at the end, when she's he's making her get on the plane and you know does that whole speech, the film broke <gasps> for that scene. Yeah, which was so. Such a cliche, like, why would it break at that moment, one of the greatest moments in, in yeah, cinema history? Yeah. So everyone started laughed for a second, like, can you believe this just happened? Yes. And then while they fixed the film, we they didn't turn the lights on, everyone in the dark just started whistling as time goes by from the movie, oh. spontaneously. The whole theater that is so romantic. whistled as time goes by. And it's we're, I was there alone, people were there alone, and we all just got together and just whistled. It was beautiful. That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you? Cu- are we done? No, I'm telling her to write it down. We animate little. Now it's just in the show. Well, you we can animate cut this out, little moments. You? No, we don't. I like it. Oh, I, I like oh. it. This is our little when time goes oh, by. I like it. But I'm totally with you when I, I said this. A million animate times. the inchworm story because that's going to be adorable. It is adorable. Yeah. I and make it look like Janime, Japanese anime. Like well, big eyes, really cute. <laughs> She's on shrooms, a little thing. <laughs> we let Katie pick the moments. Katie Fischel, who's incredible. She, oh, oh, she does the animation? Yeah. Oh. You know Katie Fischel? I know her work. She's great. Yeah, sex is weird. Holy shit. Yeah, she, she used to be our nanny, and she's one of our good friends. Damn. Yeah, she's a dear friend. 
She's really talented. She's got a. I, I don't know if she's she's doing well in her career. Good. Yeah, it makes me really happy Good. too. What were we saying? Oh, so I went and saw the national. They tried to play a song three times and they forgot the words three times. It's the only part you remember. That that's that's why yeah. we don't edit, edit the podcast is, and that's why we like therapy, and that's mm-hmm. why we like comedy. And you're you're trying to trick yourself into some organic, real moment, something real that's happening. Yeah, yeah, an actual event is happening right now. An it's actual beautiful. thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like when I looked to Katie, I made you aware of the time, and now you want to go. Well, also we do have to go. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. What do we have to go to? We got to go home. We got to read ads. I got a bunch <laughs> of work. I got. Oh, we gotta read ads. Who are you Let me just record to? Don't here. do that. Magic Spoon Don't is edit this out. <laughs> Can we edit? Can you give me a contact for Magic? Is Magic animate that one of me trying to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the others? Have you ever seen a ghost? We will let you. Oh, go. oh. Well, you have a what? 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 Oh my god! What's up? She's mad. She's mad. She's shaking her head, but she's smiling wryly. I'm, <laughs> I'm shaking my head because I don't like the fact that if I if it. I don't want this in the podcast. That's why I'm sure it out. No, because I don't want to leave. This is fun and I like hanging out here and we're well, never going to do anything. Tell, oh <laughs> People you are never fun. take me anywhere. Exactly. You never take Today was such a good day. We walked on the street. We went to a real restaurant. I know. Now we're I sitting know. talking to a new person and it's a I friend know. and it's so fun. Okay. And this I'm is like, sorry. I feel like I, it's I college again, man. Oh. It does feel like college. Look at how messy it is. This I know. is my little area. Yeah. This is my little zone. Well, tell your weird alien in, uh, encounter story. No, I don't have an alien story. Yeah, uh, the Point Doom one. Oh, I just went. I used to. I lived in Malibu. I grew up in Malibu. Oh, uh, there's two stories. It's mm. boring. I don't. I want to talk about it. It's a UFO story. And I thought news? I saw. I thought I saw a UFO. Well, if you say it that way, what? anything that is, sounds that awful. A, I mean, a, it's so boring. I thought I was kidnapped by Sasquatch. Here, I'll I was tell the story. Taken back to his village in I'm, the woods. I'm and from the, whatever. Malibu. My my dad is a dentist and my mom is a interior decorator. Interior decorator. I was around 15 years old. 10. I was 10 years old, which is right around the age. Actually, when you, it was more like nine. I'm sorry. I was more like nine, which Whoa. is really a little before you can really remember something. That so true, that tells yeah. you. I was by myself at home alone. I'll take it. You go, 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 go. You do. I was by myself. It's one of those houses in Malibu. You know. A dentist house, white marble floors, big picture windows looking at the ocean. I was in a fight with my sister, Natalie. <laughs> She's a bitch. Um, He's telling the story. I am not telling I the went story. Out I just have Natalie, to say that to just everybody. For Natalie's sake. Natalie, yeah. I'm telling the story. You went out onto the balcony to smoke one cool cigarette. Because I was nine. Because you're nine years old. And, and my parents are gone. And you're trying to work your way. Your dad is always like, why are your teeth yellow when he did the cleanings, yep. which mm-hmm. he did every Thursday? She mm-hmm. got a full cleaning oh, yeah. every wow. Thursday. Bubblegum was the flavor of the mm-hmm. fluoride. There you go. Um, he tried grape once, threw up, gone. Did not like it. Mm-hmm. It's like a cup of spit for Pat. Yep. It just didn't work. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I, was I can't, waiting for I can't it. believe I was waiting it. For it. Go I ahead. wasn't really going to do Back it. Back to the UFO. You're smoking a cool cigarette. You look at the clouds, and there's something sort of, it almost looks like there's something with a cloaking device, like in the Avengers, in front of a cloud. Yes. Meaning it was the cloud, but it looked like a reflection of the cloud in front of the cloud. And then many lights started flashing. Go. Many go. lights started flashing in a triangle. Circle. Circle. <laughs> circle lights? Circle. This is a great story. Why am I telling it? Like, tell the rest Circles? Of it. Yeah. A circle of lights. Yes. And it went so fast. I saw it. It was like covering. And then it went zip. And I was like, did I just see? And then I called my grandma. Because like, who knows better than grandma? <laughs> yeah, but my parents were, I didn't know where they were. I couldn't get a hold of my grandma okay. was home. Yeah, oh, okay. So I called grandma and I was like, I think I just saw a UFO. She's like, Let, you didn't see a UFO. Don't be afraid. Da-da-da. She called like the 
whatever the the weather balloon society, whatever the like the, a- aer- the aer- aerospace or- people. I don't oh. know those people who animal you know, control for the clouds. them them <laughs> yeah. and cloud control. Anyway, she was just like, oh, they're doing testing. Da da da. Anyway, I'm sure it's not true. I'm sure it was a UFO. Well, now there's all these UFOs, right? So I yeah. I what do we one. make of that, Patton? Way in just the fact that well, what, what I make of it is <laughs> our country is at such a state of chaos that I feel like the. Pentagon went, well, now's the time to tell people that there's UFOs because they no have so much care. else on their mind. Yeah. But, but the Pentagon well, no one did has care. said, there's a bunch of stuff up there. We don't know what it is. Right. Yeah. And then everyone went, okay, um, when can we go out? I know. <laughs> like it just, it's crazy. Wait, there's aliens. It, it's aliens is actually the least, is the most probable, like some sort of right. extraterrestrial. Sure. Because the other theory that they work with is that it might be like Russia or China. And I'm like... <laughs> Even well, that's terrifying. But that's how you get people to care about it. I is guess. you go it's Russians, and then then we would care but about the tech machines. This is encounters from the late sixties, early seventies, which means if they had that kind of technology back then, yeah, then they would have had they, iPhones they, by now. Or they, yeah, or they would have taken over. No, it was aliens know? back then. This oh, is nineteen seventy eight. If it's if it's Russia or China, that's right. That's right. China, then because yeah. they go that, that. Thank you. You just but right. it's in the book too. That that moment. Do you get the reference? But it's in the book too, room two, two thirty-seven. It's a callback. Oh, for the love of God. I made it a verb. You I just, can't believe that he too. didn't get whatever reference. Be- yeah. I don't. I'm shocked. He's, he's I don't miss sure. references, sir. <laughs> Every time he tells me a story, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't understand any of your references right now. They're all going over my head. I understand. I want to Google Point Doom UFO 1979 because if she saw what she saw, a lot of people must have seen it. It was right? out there over the ocean. Right. How, why? Why would have a lot of people seen it? Maybe people weren't looking at the sky. That I don't day. know. I'm She's just like, saying over the ocean. That's that's some, I'm not, no, I'm making it even more special. Did other people see it? <laughs> Did they confirm what you said? Right. I don't know why that really got. I don't me. know. What's the meaning of life? What do you think? What the, What happens when we die? Um, do you believe in any sort of unifying? You know what's interesting? Physics just kind of uh, started coming out with this thing. We always thought it was this Newtonian idea that matter was where it's at. Right. And the empty space was irrelevant. And now we're learning more and more that it's the empty space is energy and matter is sort of irrelevant. That mm-hmm. it's all one energy, which is really, really woo-woo and really, really far out. <laughs> so I love I'm, – I'm a mystical person. I love all that stuff. I love when uh, spirituality, yeah, there you go. There's my palm stone. It's broken. Uh, spirituality and quantum physics can make out and religion's off to the side crying. Uh, what do you think? Well, It's a safe space, by the way. I'm not going to grade or critique. Mm-hmm. I just, any, no any grade. God great. damn it. I was looking for a name. Anyway, oh, um, I think that, well, I, I was at my grandpa's funeral and I saw him laying in his casket and I was looking at him. It's the first time I ever saw a guy. How old are we? Um, 17, 16. I, I don't remember. Anyway, mm-hmm. I saw him and I looked at him and I was like, I looked down at him and then I was like looking up like, Grandpa, where are you? Like he was so not there. It was his body. Yeah. But I knew he wasn't there. And I was like, like thinking, is he, what, is he watching this? What He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So my feeling, there's this energy in you. What is that thing that brings you to life? We are all sort of like, we all have bodies, but we each have our spirit. So that spirit, I feel, still exists. I feel that spirit just just still exists. But then I'm like, but then once we all go into the, once the spirit is floating around, do we all become one spirit? Are we our individualized spirits? Like, is this personality, this spirit, this energy that I have, 
does that suddenly become one with all spirits and we are all one spirit? Or I, I feel like my, I, I'm thinking that each person maintains their individual spirit. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, clearly, who knows? But You mean with your personality? Because that's an interesting take. Yeah, because your spirit is your innermost, truest self. Right. And but your personality and your like likes and dislikes and your well, like your the way you your are energy, changes. like your whatever your energy is. <clears throat> your I don't soul, mean, your your awareness. Yeah, not like oh, I like ice cream, but that person doesn't. Like just your energy and that vibe, your vibe. I think your vibe lives. And so, like when we talk about Michelle, I'm like, well, her vibe is right there. She's with us. We are. We are co-parenting. Yeah. <laughs> I know this. Everybody thinks I'm I such a weirdo. That. I don't think that's But Michelle weird. and I, I believe that we are co- like co-parenting. Well, can I tell you also really? because so much of Michelle is there in Alice. So she's there on. So, But yeah, you're right. There's well, there you have too. like a, a literally physically right. true. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, yeah. she is living yeah. on, like genetically speaking. Yeah. But I don't know that because I didn't know Michelle. So when right. I look at Alice, I don't see this is the living mm-hmm. creation of Michelle. I just see Alice as Alice. And... She's my little monkey, and I love her more than anything in the world, mm-hmm. and I'm her mom, and Michelle's her mom. But there you are loving Michelle in loving. But, but I, I'm like, thank you for ha- picking me to be on your team, and yes, let's do this. Let's make her the best that she can possibly be. Right. And so I, I, I feel like it's her, and I don't think she's just one with a million people. Like Patton's like, oh, she's up there with Truman Capote having tea and <clears throat> talking about amazing literature. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of feel that like her energy is doing what her happiest thing would be doing, and so yeah, that's what I think about death. I think and spirituality and religion and all that. I just think it's your your soul, your spirit just continues to be exist floating somewhere. Yeah, I actually think the the way you would explain heaven to a child is a pretty great metaphor for what might actually be happening. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you, you explain go, it to a child? Well, sort sort of like what you said. I'm not saying what you said was childish. I'm just saying like, oh, you go up and you join everybody. Right. Like the idea of going into where all the dead people are. Right. Now, I don't necessarily literally think that you go up and you're on a cloud city. No, no, no. Me neither. Dead people. <laughs> it's just the but energy. metaphorically, yeah. where they went, you're going. Right. And where they are, you are. Yes. And it's timeless and it's eternal and it's you're going back to where you were before you were born, all that sort of stuff. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. I also I'm a believer that there's really one love. So the love that yes. you shared with Michelle mm-hmm. is the it's not like a new love. It's just right. she's in that love. Yeah. Because it's just love. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting way to think about it. And then, that. you know, there's that theory like there's the ocean. Just picture the ocean as the universe, and we are all little cups. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. and then you when you, you pour die, the water you just, in the water, uh, yeah, the you cup just go back, back into, into the, ocean. the ocean, and you're well, you're part of the ocean anyway, but That's you're right. your own little section of it, and yet you are the ocean also. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I'm I'm ripping that off from the mo- there's a Ram Dass movie where somebody's um, husband is murdered. And he, she has this dream about him. Mm-hmm. And this made Ramdas just bawl, which it always makes me cry when I watch it. And she says, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to meet somebody new. And he said, when you find somebody new, I'll be a part of that love. I'll be in that love. And he just loses it. And it's giving me the chills right now. Yeah. I know. We're all just, <laughs> now we're in Kai. I hope that wasn't too much. No, I know it's, that was totally it's sensitive. And it's sensitive to me. You know, it, 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 this well, is no, a heavy thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, life. 
Yeah, right. There's there's even something spiritual in failing to understand spirituality or the higher because in 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 the reaching for it there there's spirituality and humanity in that. I just, I've always of remembered course. this there's Errol Morris's first documentary, The Gates of Heaven, where it's all about pet cemeteries and people who talk about, you know, what losing a pet means, and and it's just a beautiful film. And there's like I'm paraphrasing, but the, but the, one of the cemetery owners is talking about how you had this little dog and it moved around and did stuff, and you played mm-hmm. with it and it recognized you, and then it's dead, but all of the parts that were there when it was alive are still there. So mm-hmm. something must have made it move. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy like very inarticulately talking about it and not, but again, the attempt to reach it actually That's lands right. on something very profound. That's right. Even if you don't have any organized religion, there's a part of your that's like something that made that thing move is not there anymore. Right, right. exactly. Even though all the physical stuff is exactly. still there. Well, I think about this all Isn't the time. That, Our hearts are beating right now. <laughs> right, and the and, intelligence of the body is insane. There, it's it's a all miracle, the, right? And you look at a just a body, right? All the tubes are still connected. Nothing's yeah. disconnected. Mm-hmm. Everything's there. Maybe the heart's not beating. You try to beat the heart, but that thing is there. But what is it that gives it right. life? And We're that's the spirit and the yeah. soul and all that. And, and that's why when I even read things that I was raised with that I didn't understand at the time, when they when they talk about being children of God or whatever, mm-hmm. or the the dwelling place of of the indwelling spirit. Mm-hmm. It, this is Christian language. Is like. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's awareness. Like yeah. it's not it's not just a fantasy mm-hmm. to be like you belong. You you your being here is your ticket to this. You're already here. Like right. you you're already it. And like our brains trick us and lie to us and say that we're not worthy and oh god, I I we had that fight. I'm mm-hmm. I must be a real what was a petulant <laughs> piece of shit or whatever. Or I might ha- I was in a dark ass mood yesterday and I was like Sometimes I'm like, I want to write a book where one chapter is the Pete most of us know, then that guy gets to mm-hmm. write a chapter. Because See, I, I'm really interested in showing. I don't, no, I, no, I'm kidding. I, no, I, I'm no, joking. I, That's not what it is. But it, I'm just saying it's fascinating. Isn't I actually, that there actually are modes. made me feel seen because it does feel like another personality. Right. And yes. It's like a different guy has the controls. Oh, absolutely. And instead of infinite potential, I see everything's fucked. I'm like, what is it? You ever brush your teeth and you're like, I got to do this shit again? <laughs> Like that's the feeling of despondency. Dude, she's the daughter of a dentist. Don't go down this road, please. It's gonna get really. There's been a lot of dentists. No, I only researched you, uh, so I, I know about your dad, dentist. I was gonna uh, probably why I brought so many dentist references yeah. in. But um, I forget what I was saying. You said matter. something earlier, and I don't remember what it was, but it made me think of you were talking about. I can't remember what you said, but well, anyway, that thing that you just now said. I, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, we both thought you lost. Sorry, it. go ahead. I, I, no, I lost what happened, which uh-huh. made me think of this thing. Hit it. But I – have you ever, like, looked at your – I have often tried to look at myself in the mirror. Like, I'm looking at you right now. I knew you were going to say this. And, I do this all the time. And I'm looking at you. And I'm looking at you. And I want to look at me as if I'm not me. I want to see me in the mirror like, oh, look at that girl. What, what do I think about that? I, I really want to see me as not me. And it's impossible. It is so hard to look at your own self and – and try not to be you while you're looking at and it. And drop the story. I just want to see, like, please do this after the podcast. Please go into your bathroom and just look at yourself and try. Well, that's what I'm saying. I do that all the time. Isn't it? I mean, I do it all the time. I really want to know. I really, but anyway. It, it's helpful if you give your brain something to do. Like, if you just let yourself think. Well, no, I'm like, look at her eyes. Like, do, I try to look at, I, tell me, what, what do you mean? 
Well, this is what a mantra is. I'm sure you've heard this. So you have a monkey in your brain mm-hmm. that goes, look at her eyes, look at her hair. Well, mm-hmm. that's funny. I can't mm-hmm. stop thinking that that's me. <laughs> look mm-hmm. at my lips. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a, a, a thing on my face. Mm-hmm. I was it. Or whatever it might be. So giving your brain a mantra is like giving the monkey a pile of buttons. And it's like, move the buttons one by one into another pile. So you might just say yes. A good one is yes, thank you, or yes. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to greet yourself with just yes and say yes to yourself 50, 60, 1,000 times. And then you can start to see your face not as... It's the same thing, by the way, with a tree. Look to Eckhart Tolle or anybody. The whole, the name of the whole game, when I was on Mushrooms that time, I kept grabbing my friends and go, I don't know this arm. <laughs> Sorry to be so touchy, but like I, would, I just grabbed Patton's arm. My point was, I just look at that and I go... Patton's arm, mystery done. I got it. I don't. I don't think about it. I don't want. To, I don't know that arm. It's a fucking mystery to me. And it was really exciting to to reclaim it and go like, I don't know this. I just assume your legs are there. Mm-hmm. I've spent no time with them. I don't know them. I don't know my face. And I don't know a tree. Terrence McKenna has this great thing where he's like, we don't see reality. We hang all these tags. Elliptical, Katie. Mm-hmm. The living mm-hmm. mystery in mm-hmm. Katie. Mm-hmm. Just put a little tag on it called Katie. And before you know it, there's so many tags between you and reality. You haven't seen reality since you were seven years old. All you're seeing are your label. I'm not saying you. I'm saying most people. people. So you look at a tree and a great practice for a walking meditation is go, don't call it a tree. Just drop the label tree. If you can't do that, another one is call it something else. Call it a quidjibu. Go, mm-hmm. there's a quidjibu. You'll see that it shifts the language is a virus. It's a, it's a meaning-making virus. Mm-hmm. And the more we can get away from it, the more you can actually drop anchor into what's actually happening right now. Even this podcast should be over by now. <laughs> oh, everybody wants to end, but No, no, no. Me. Or I'll give you a better example. Me putting my daughter down last night. Hour two. That's a story, and it's causing suffering. This should be done by now. Mm-hmm. Suffering. Drop the label, Dad. Drop the label, bedtime. What's happening? I'm with my precious diapered baby, and my hand is on her chest, and I'm feeling it rise and drop. I'm making the problem. I'm the thief. I'm the liar. They told me the devil was the liar and the thief. <laughs> it's my mind. I'm stealing. I should be doing something else. Here's a great Eckhart Tolle you can take with you. If I wasn't sitting here, I'd be sitting somewhere else. <laughs> he, you're in line at the grocery store. If I wasn't standing here, I'd be standing somewhere else. Oh, my God. Like, I want to take mushrooms with you so much. Ah, <laughs> I, I'm a, I would love that. But that is what mushrooms can do. Right. That is what mushrooms yeah. can do. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I feel like your kid. I do want you to feel free to go. So let me ask you the final question. Oh, go ahead. And then, and then we can go because I do love this and I want to honor both of you. (laughs) And not to make you the the person that wants to leave, but I, I, no, 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 no. no. I mean, we do have things on the agenda. It feels good. It feels good. It feels right. So I didn't mean to bring it up. No, 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 baby. No, shush, shush. It's okay. I really don't think of it that way. Me neither, baby. The devil made me, the devil made me try to shut this thing down. It's P-tone. 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 That's, that's mm. Because we're not labeling him anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, well Don't play. call him Patton. So Quidgeboo Oswald. Quidgeboo <laughs> is, I realized after the fact, from The Simpsons, they're playing Scrabble. That's right. Oh, oh. my God. Well, now I'm going to think of Quidgeboo as that, Damn whereas it. before it was nothing, thus a tree. It's like when you find anything. out what your mantra means, it makes it worse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, as a couple, maybe you can answer, because all of my best ones are, are with Val, and it usually involves a fart. Can you tell me a time when you laughed? Re- oh, do you fart in front of each other? Well, when we were dating, I said, <laughs> I said something like, 
when we're together, I said something like fart away, baby. Fart away. Like, you know, you love each other when it's like just fart away. And I thought that could Swing be an ins- away. A s- inscription fart on the away. ring. Fart away. Fart away. Fart away. That means you really love them that it yeah. can happen in yeah. front of each yeah. other. But I don't No, but I don't he, do he that. Does? But he sure does. Yeah. That's that's me and Val, too. She'll yeah. sneak one out every once in a while. Which well, girls don't really fart. delights me. <laughs> girls don't fart. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I wish I could think of a great riff. It's just the sound of their butt. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. The joke here. Um, well, I celebrate that. I keep meeting couples that don't fart in front of each other, or at least one, and wow. it really freaks me out. I'm like, I don't understand. No, you can't. I don't understand. No way yeah. to live a life. I actually had this thought last night. I was stoned. I was going, I don't exercise, and I don't hold in my farts. Those are related. Like, people who exercise <laughs> can, like, be uncomfortable for a time for good later. You can hold in your oh. fart for good later. People will think I'm not a farting guy. But I'm just like, feel good now. Don't exercise right. and let it rip. <laughs> yeah, that's a good mantra. Don't exercise and let it rip. Yeah, that's it. Okay, uh, a time that you guys laughed really, really hard together. It doesn't have to be a great story. Maybe somebody fell. Maybe somebody fucked up. <sighs> a time that we really, really laughed together. Um, I mean, we. there's been so many, especially when we've been like on a, we just took a very long drive together to take our uh, daughter to camp and we'll get on these weird riffs going back of telling like the dumbest jokes that we can and and then she'll start going please don't go down this road of your dumb puns and no, then no, no. I will no 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 I don't say with- that I don't say that you start we'll say something yeah. and then you'll say a pun and I'm like oh god Here and then go. 5 seconds later then you you you, the next line is another pun even better. And I'm like, oh, my dear God. Or even worse. Yes. And then you do Which another one. Better. That's better. Right. Well, yeah. they're all – but they're amazing because he's so good at them. And then they just keep going and I'm like, oh, my God. Right. And then I'm like, stop it. You're, you're such a – But becomes, then we start laughing. The laugh because it's like it's – the, it's the old Tim Conway saying one times is funny, three times it's not funny, 19 times it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. The old you Letterman You can't model. believe they're doing yes. it that many yes. times. Yes. yes. And – so it's it's this shared mutual. She knows I'm going to think of something that'll be even worse than the last one. I know she's going to it's react even bigger. It's a mutual appreciation it's of the, so, the the skill yeah. and the joke. And I'm like, but I I jokingly am like, oh god, but I love it. Yeah. But I'm but I'm dissing it. But I love it. I love it. What's amazing is we each have to keep topping ourselves. I have to keep thinking of a worse pun and she has to think of an even bigger exasperated way to, like <laughs> and, like it's just more she's like I'm, I'm in pain this is but yes. not for real and but knowing that it's this unspoken thing and it makes us we just i just love it so much it's all an excuse yeah. to be together it cracks us up i love that did you ever yeah. see todd berry and uh, i can't believe i'm blanking on his name john F. archer Kennedy. oh he's archer He's Bob's Burgers. Oh, oh, oh um, uh, H. John Benjamin. I forgot the oh, H is why I lost it. Oh, God, he's it. amazing. Okay, they did this thing where they were playing It's Just a Matter of Trust, which I think is Billy Joel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just and they matter. played that for so long. Like, it's just a matter of trust. And the joke was they just did that part for so long. It was kind of funny, one. It was mm-hmm. definitely not funny, three. And by 19... Yeah. It was definitely funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're really going to do it this many times. Oh, my God. It's like Paul Rudd on Berry Conan. On drugs, oh, on Paul Rudd on Conan Paul with the Rudd, Mac and I, I, I actually got yes, a little, exactly. yeah. little teary eyed. Oh, at the last. Because not only did he come on and he set it up perfectly, like, oh, we're going to watch, because they do record 
the dress rehearsals on SNL, so we're going to watch this terrible sketch. Yeah. Um, and they've shown terrible sketches yeah. that don't work. Yeah. And then, of course, it's Mac and me. I love it. And him. then he goes into the, you know and he's what, like, I, no, 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 let me show you I, the real I, one. He goes, no, then he, then he said, you know, I, I know everyone's like, he plays as Mac and me, but, but when, before I did it on your show, that day I was either going to ch- pick that clip or there's another movie called Baby Geniuses, which has this insane clip. He starts and talking I about that. Did that clip about it? But I went with Mac and me, and then he goes, so "What's the clip?" He goes, "It's a baby like me." Hey, we'll break. Let me let me show you the clip that I almost wrote with. And they and roll, Mac and, and, me, it's again. Mac and <laughs> me again. And you're just like, God, I love him so much. That so is good. good. It just makes me. He they so found a way. That bit. They found a way. It's oh God, I love him. I love that. Yeah. Okay. What's the name of your podcast? Is did you see my text? No. <laughs> It's not? No. Nope. We just w- erase all this. Let's start again. Delete. Oh, oh God. We haven't, we haven't been recording. How is it not called Did You See My Text? It's I just not. Googled, did I just you get Googled my text? It. Did you get my text? Not see. Get. Oh, so it's close. Close. If you <laughs> type vibe. in. Same vibe. Same vibe. Did you see my text? It'll your podcast you will us. still come well, up. Well, let's hope. Let's oh, hope my God. So. What if there's like a, a white power what podcast if it goes, called Did You See My Tits? Or Did You See My Tits? I mean, what would have... That's true. You know what I'm did saying? Did You See My Tits? If you type in Did You See My... Yeah. And then start with a T. Or you know. Did You Get My Tits? Which would be even weirder. <laughs> well, you Ooh. did, baby. Yeah, I, I did. Um, wow. Fun. This was, he was just talking about spirituality and God. And you got, hey, you got my tits, baby. You All got right, my we're tits. Who, what girl says that word? That's disgusting. <laughs> How dare me? I, tits is a delightful word. I don't and know. I agree I, with, I'm actually mad I at myself right now. I think jugs is worse. I, I think jugs is worse. Jugs is worse. I'm but a little jugs bit, paints a picture. <laughs> I know. I'm a little disgusted with what I just said, and I don't. No. I don't particularly. I agree. George Carlin famously said, "Remember, we did the seven words that can't you can't say on television." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he goes. Um, shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. And then at the end he goes, and tits doesn't belong on that list. And the whole yeah. crowd's like, ah, yes, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, yeah. Can you really, could you, you cannot not- say tits for the longest time. You could, they would bleep tits. Really? Tits. Perhaps. Tits. What about it? Teats. This is the tits. Oh, mm. What I don't about know. teats? No, because teats, teats is like a is a, a biological thing. term, right? Yeah, but tits is all well, tits is a slang not. term, a slang which term. is why you see more people saying like penis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. you use more anatomical language C- these so you days. Won't be bleep, yeah. Bleeped. Yeah, you guys are super fun, Pete. Mm. You're super fun. You guys are the tits. <laughs> deal with it. I I'm I'll deal with it. This was fun. Thanks. This was fun seeing you again. It was man. great seeing you in person. Yay! I know. I wanted to say. I guess I'll just say it on the pod. Whenever you do the podcast, the numbers like double. <gasps> You're huge. What? So would you say there's an Oswald bump? There's an Oswald bump. Oh yeah. my goodness! Let's and see what I just the Oswald wonder, Meredith bump. Is. I'm just curious. Look at your last time Patton was on bump numbers. Oh, and then just out of curiosity, <laughs> just yeah. see this one. I just want to know if I gave it an extra bump or less than. Well, the only thing I would do strategically is like, because you just did Ron Funches. It's like when Matthew McConaughey did like nine oh, people's no, no. podcasts at once. Oh. It's like, if, you, if I had Matthew McConaughey, I'm going to sit on it for a while because you don't want it to be with all the other Matthew Yeah, but you're Pete Holmes, man. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, we're it's, we're, we're going. Are you kidding? We're using you strategically. You're not using. Yeah, well, you're. you're Think well, of it that way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You're so cool and laid back and easygoing, and you're my kind of guy, Pete. Really, yeah. for reals. You're fun. Yeah, you would love yeah, we that. All do too. shrooms and record it. Oh my god, that you... don't tease me. <gasps> Could we hey, do that? We Have you ever listen... smoked DMT? No. Oh, that'd be fun if what you did. That? Hey, can I just seriously though? I don't want to get all like hippie conspiracy, but do you think? Maybe a couple of generations from now, there will be a scientific um, 
medical mapping of the effects of hallucinogens, and they will be helpful for in terms of therapy. Yeah, like ayahuasca. Like, they do. They yeah, but it but it will become a thing that you can like almost buy over the counter, or that a doctor will go. You need to take some mushroom yeah. trips, and it will actually help you. I think we're well, they're we're very close to that depression. There, people are Oregon psilocybin is um, legal for medical use because back in the 50s ronald reagan and uh carrie grant used lsd for therapy really back then it was legal but it was no one knew that it was for you know tripping it was used to aid therapy wow and they all took it i'm not surprised yeah i just took uh like less than half of a dose of lsd and you don't even trip it's the best Microdosing. I, I, it's it's micro would a be a little more than microdosing. So it's a little bit. It's like three times a microdose, but still three tenths of a full dose. And like when people talk about smoking pot and listening to music, I just don't understand. Like I get bored. Pot gives me that like, yeah, this is good, but what else is going on? Like I, I get very unpleasable. I was li- I was being a real cliche. I took thirty five micrograms of LSD and then I listened to Pink Floyd's The Wall, which by the way is funny. It's like a funny album. Yeah, but the wall is kind of grim overall. It, it was. Grim. I, every, I I I always remember. I'd never going, listened to it. People's going, don't take LSD and listen to Dark Side of the Moon. But Dark Side of the Moon ends on one of the most hopeful, upbeat notes. Even though you go through a lot of darkness and insanity, mm-hmm. but at the end of the journey, it's you know. But the sun you is it eclipsed out. by the moon. Like oh, the creatives can still change the world. Like yeah. it ends on such a beautiful, hopeful note. Almost yeah. makes you cry every time I think about it. Well, dude, I was crying. The kind of crying, you know, when you're crying, you know you're crying. You're like, mm-hmm. look at me, I'm crying. Yeah, I'm talking about like you realize you were crying after the fact. Oh. Like I touched my face and oh, I had wow. I had been crying, and like just listening to the record, looking at a tree, completely happy, and I was like, fuck, with, like a little bit of uh, LSD and listening to music is the closest I've come to really understanding like what people mean when they're like, I love music because <laughs> I'm not one of those people. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Aww. I completely Aww. understand. It. So we can do that anytime you like. That would be fantastic. I can't imagine you on uh, any sort of psychedelic. I, I, I would. Be, shrooms, I know, but a long, long, long time ago, I'm afraid now what will well, happen. But I'll be with two people that I like. You always, if you set the scene correctly. Of course, it's all yeah. to set the scene. Yeah. Don't don't take LSD on a rooftop and listen to Tom Petty's Free Fall and like be <laughs> with friends Did and listen to something up? nice right now. That was great. He's a comedian, that man. Was great. You are too. Yeah, but I'm All a right. comedian. I have some of those bullets in my pocket. <laughs> um, Pete Holmes, you're the greatest. You got to say you. keep it crispy. It's how we end. One, oh. two, three. Keep, keep it crispy. crispy. You keep it crispy. <laughs> Thanks, guys.